Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 55, I think, I hope we're on, of the BBB, Stroke Building a Better Body podcast. Today, I bring you another interview. Absolutely loving my interviews at the minute. Really good fun. And you'll hear in my introduction shortly a little bit more about Jan. But I'm talking to Jan Minihan, and I wanted to talk to her because she had a, a good sort of backstory behind her journey. And in her own words, she said her body failed her with early onset arthritis, issues with her blood, depression, anxiety. She kind of got to the end of her tether and her GP offered her drugs and surgery, but she just wasn't willing to go down that line. And luckily enough, a friend suggested other options to her, gave her some really invaluable information and recommended some important books that literally changed her life. And as I say, you will hear all about those. She she came to understand her own body. She took responsibility and is full of vitality today. Jan has since created an amazing website full of wonderful resources and created the UK Paleo Awards. So have a listen and please do enjoy our conversation today. Also, before I head off, do have a good look at the show notes today as well because we discussed a lot of resources and I've linked to all of them in there. Okay, all right guys, have a good one. Today on the show, I'm chatting to Jan Minihan. Jan runs the website Healthy Perspective and on there she has the UK's largest paleo directory. So lots of recipes, lots of connections out to other people involved in the health and fitness world. She also is the creator of the UK Paleo Awards, which I believe is now in its second year. She will correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I know even from afar, she's put a ton of work into creating it, all the graphics, all the fun stuff connected to it. So hopefully we'll give that plenty of attention today. So without further ado, hey Jan, how are you today? I'm really good, thanks. I've uh, just done a, a, a mile swim, so I'm feeling very virtuous at the moment, to be oh, honest with you. Nice, very good. A, a mile yeah. in, a, in a swimming pool or out in the sea? Yeah. <laughs> uh, shall I lie and say in the sea? Yeah. That sounds like a full paleo, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Um, no, no, pool. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fair go. weather sports person. So. I'm, I'm the same. This winter has gone on forever. I'm so just forever putting on 16 layers. <laughs> Oh, so it's depressing. If we have any more snow, I'm emigrating, I swear. Exactly, yeah. Um, so have I got your description right? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you've got it spot on. Yep. Yeah, brilliant. You're very accurate. Yeah. So as I say, your website is jam-packed with information. I must have taken you a long time, actually, to put that together. A work in progress, as always, I guess. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Lots of recipes, lots of guides uh, and links, as I was saying in the intro. And it's a really great place, I think, for people to if they just want to play around with paleo, just to have a look and see, because you have so many different options of starting slowly and working with kids and different and different ailments and things like that. Yeah. Um, with all that in mind, would you like to tell us a bit about your journey with food and wellness? Because I know you've had your <laughs> ups and downs, shall I say? Uh, yeah, most definitely. Um, well, I think like a lot of people, I ended up following a paleo lifestyle because I broke um, yeah. shortly after I had my second child. Um, my body pretty much just fell apart on me from getting very early onset arthritis to getting um, really bad issues with my blood to really bad issues with my monthly cycle, which I'll explain the details of, um, depression, anxiety, you name it. My, my body really was just, I felt like I was being betrayed by my body and 
I just remember thinking to myself, gosh, is this it? Is this as good as I get to feel now? And at the time, you know, I was 35, 36, and I thought, this can't be right. And so I went to the GP, as we all do when we're ill, um, and the GP and specialists that I saw offered me drugs or surgery. And in my mid-30s, I didn't want to take drugs for the rest of my life, um, and I didn't really want drastic surgery either, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So thankfully, at the same time, a friend of mine, Emily, hi, Emily, if you're listening, um, (laughs) was following a paleo diet. Mm -hmm. I didn't know this. I just happened to mention to her that I had all these ailments cropping up, and she said, oh, you need to go on paleo diet, which I rolled my eyes dramatically because I don't like the D word. I don't do diets. I don't believe in diets. Um, You you deprive your body of essential nutrients, and then you'll put the weight back on once you stop the diet. I just don't get it. Um, She quickly corrected me and said, no, no. She said, it's called a paleo diet. She said, but it's a lifestyle um, and I again I rolled my eyes a little bit at that, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I should read this book and she handed me The Paleo Solution by Rob Wolf yes. um, and The Grain Brain by uh, David Pullmutter and said, Read those books. And I read them and they, yeah, you know, it sounds so dramatic, but they did literally change my life because they changed my thinking, they turned my head on everything I'd known and thought about nutrition. Um, and I'm a very cynical person. It's really hard to impress me, and these books just blew me away. They yeah. really made sense. And I finally understood why there were so many issues in my body. You know, I had obviously numerous hormonal imbalances. I had endless issues with my gut, um, all of which were contributing to all of the ailments that I had. So I started a paleo diet, and I was pretty strict with it. Um, and very, very quickly, um, my monthly cycle improved to the point where I couldn't it just didn't interrupt my month at all anymore whereas it used to debilitate me for 10 days a month mm-hmm. um, my depression and anxiety melted away my arthritis pain was gone I got to the point where I couldn't really hook my arms underneath the kids arms to, armpits to pick them up anymore um, all of that was gone and I, I was able and I had so much more energy and I found I wasn't snacking anymore yeah. and because I wasn't snacking therefore I wasn't reaching for sugary stuff uh, my energy levels were sustained, and I started to feel better in my 30s than I had when I was 21. Yeah. And so then I started sharing the odd thing on, on Facebook. The first thing I shared was um, a picture of a green smoothie, because I was conscious I needed more raw green veg in my diet, and I'll be honest, back then, the raw green veg in me were like oil and water, just didn't really go. Yeah. I thought, how can I get more raw green veg in, make it palatable? And I thought, well, if I shove it in a smoothie, that might work, and it will keep the sugar down then if I'm using veg rather than just fruit. And um, so I I had the smoothie, I put a picture up on Facebook, and I can't believe I'm about to drink this, because it had berries and spinach in, so it was a beautiful brown colour. And and the response to it was ridiculous, the biggest response I've ever had on Facebook, and it was very divisive. It was either, why would you, on earth would you want to drink that? Or, oh, I was thinking about doing green smoothies, Jan, share the recipe. And literally from that, I started sharing a few recipes, then came the Facebook page, then came the healthyperspective.co website, and then... Since then has come the UK Paleo Awards. Wow, all in a nutshell, just like that. Yep. (laughs) Very cool. Well, just to go back over a few points then, it's just um, a shame that, you know, obviously doctors do the best that they can. And I don't know if you listened listened to my podcast with Dr. Barry. I haven't had a chance yet. He's he's an American doctor and he came to me to come on the show and he would promote keto quite a bit. Love it or hate it, but very much. I think it's a great, great. Yeah, very good tool. Um, But very much against grains, very much against sugar. um, And 
really sort of, the, the best thing that he said to me that I can remember that I took away, he loves it when people come to him with information, like they're, they're doing their own research, they're saying, what about this, I've searched for this, whereas you would maybe get the impression that a doctor would put a wall up, what are you doing, doing your own research, you have to listen yeah. to me, sort of thing. Um, yeah. And it's just, I think it's amazing the way you took your own responsibility there and went and did some reading, whereas I think if I was your, back then, I would have sort of said, okay, i got to go do the surgery. The doctor says this. I have to trust him. It's uh, unbelievable how you can just trust one person when you maybe should be doing your own research, as always. Well, I think increasingly for me, um, you know, I think the older you get, the more you do start to question things. Oh, yeah. You know, up until that point, I had just taken all the advice the doctors had given me. Um, but I just thought, at my age, what they are offering me wasn't good enough, to be honest. And I just thought I deserved something better and less invasive than what they were offering yeah. um, and so yeah I did my own research because I just thought well if I'm going to do that then it has to be last resort for me I've got to see if there's another way first mm-hmm. um, and yeah I'm really glad that I did and that, that's the main reason of Healthy Perspective and the UK Paleo Awards is just trying to raise the profile of it because for me my knowledge on paleo became my power mm-hmm. and once I have that on board and you know I use it now every day to inform decisions that I make about everything that I do and I'm so grateful that I found it. And I'm not saying that everyone should be paleo. You know, it's actually hard to be strict paleo all the time. Yep. But my goodness me, can it transform your life and of those around you? And it certainly has such an impact on the people that I know in the paleo community. It's It's been quite astonishing. Yeah. You mentioned arthritis. I, I do know a few mm-hmm. people that would suffer from it and they've done different bits and pieces. But could you sort of suggest the biggest thing that changed to help with your arthritis was it grains or was it it was getting rid of grains Uh, so it's getting rid of all the inflammatory foods out of your diet Um, grains being a typical one but also then putting in good fats Mm-hmm. Um, you basically need good fats to oil your joints and then, you know, that's not obviously what happens but it, it really does work so for me introducing like avocados into my diet I hated avocado and I forced myself to like them yeah. um, and I know do now absolutely love avocado and I'm really glad that I've got them in my diet mm-hmm. um, so just changing what sources of fat I gained my fat from from um, bad sources shall we say to more sustainable better sources such as you know coconut oil avocado that kind of thing yeah was there a huge trigger for arthritis so if you ate something now would you know oh that'll give me an ache in the joints uh yeah as soon as my grain consumption ramps up which it usually does during winter where i suddenly want to comfort eats for britain um I, my, my arthritis pain will, will go up at the same time um so yeah it's it's a very clear indicator for me because i think when you've stripped out a lot of the grain and sugar from your diet you then notice if you slip um, whereas when you're having so much grain and sugar in your diet every day, it's only an incremental change. Um, so yeah, my body's a fantastic indicator now of telling me when I need to tighten up again. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's maybe a good idea for a lot of people if they are suffering and they've got to the point where they just don't know what to do, perhaps trying the whole 30 and then yes. just reintroduce something just to see the way your body reacts to it and then you'll just yeah. not want to go back. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think for anyone that's for anyone that wants to lose weight, or try to improve their overall health to fix any particular ailments that they've got, then yes, definitely sort of a 30-day reset program would be highly recommended. There's, uh, there is Whole30. There's plenty of other paleo programs out there that like Paleo Leap, predominantly Paleo Offer, and the list goes on. 
Um, there's plenty that you can search for now that didn't exist five days ago. And yes, certainly then strip everything out, grain, sugar, dairy, legumes for 30 days. Mm-hmm. And then you can slowly start to, to reintroduce a bit of it, depending on how you're feeling and what your health issues are. Yeah, I imagine that it does sound very overwhelming to somebody who's absolutely new to this um and for us it's just super easy i have no problem eating i have never had a major health concern but i just love the way i feel when i eat yeah 80 percent paleo (laughs) yeah and that and that's great that that you found that naturally um yeah and i think a lot of people you know we've been sort of brainwashed if you like into into thinking that whole grain is the best way forward for us the processed processed foods are okay Mm-hmm. convenience foods are okay yeah. um it's become a you know the norm for us and when you actually go back to eating more naturally yeah the, like you say the difference to how it makes you feel yeah is huge absolutely huge i mean the, the advertisers have done a great job with whole grains because uh i remember when i was first told about paleo and i just thought what you can't cut out grains they're so good for yeah. you i don't understand <laughs> so it's it's dangerous it is a very dangerous world um but as i say if you do your own research and just listen to your own body you'll you'll never know how you can feel yeah and and for what it's worth i personally didn't do a 30-day reset program because personally when anyone says to me you can't do this you can't do that you can't do that then that's exactly what i want to do so i personally (laughs) went with a phased approach um which is now available on it's on the healthy perspective website as a a free download um it's just a 10-week progression so every week you look at an area of what you eat so one week you'll look at what oils you eat the next week you'll look at what fruit you eat the next week you'll look at what vegetables you eat and it's just making subtle changes subtle switches and you can do that over 10 days 10 weeks 10 months however long you want for me it took me about six months yeah. and partly I just had a load of food in my in my larder that I thought I'm not throwing all that out and I know it, I knew it wasn't going to do me any good but I just mm. couldn't justify throwing away all that food in my head at the time yeah. um, and food budgets are an issue for a lot of people so yeah I personally went for the phase approach but even with a phase approach I yeah. healed myself um, so it just depends on yeah what your ailments are and how how aggressive you want to be with it so to speak. Yeah I don't know if you've uh, followed Gretchen Rubin at all she's not uh, into her food but she's written a book and she talks about being an abstainer or a moderator and you yeah. need to work out what you are you know can you have one glass of wine and be like yeah no worries can you have one whatever it is one treat and, and stop yeah. there or do you have yeah. to actually just go all in and not have any of it because it, yeah. it'll go downhill if you get started so do you need to yeah. go cold turkey and cut out everything or do you want to go gradually you got to work it out for yourself absolutely yeah I'm, I'm definitely a moderator um, yeah. so I know that much I've got fairly good control over yeah. what I eat because I know the impact of you know if I was to eat a normal bowl of pasta I know what it would do to me it would give me a carb coma and I'd have oh, a very yeah. upset stomach the next day so yeah. I just don't touch it there would you orientate towards more high fat then or not necessarily yeah I, d- I definitely eat a higher fat diet than I did you know I mean again I, I grew up in the generation of everything you eat should be low fat and no fat mm-hmm. um, and if you do do sugar-free, then have this stuff that's loaded with sweetness and that kind of thing. So, no, I'm, I'm very much getting more towards high fat now. I don't shy away from meat that's got fat on it like I used to. You know, I used to trim the fat off my bacon and all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Now I believe it's human. And yeah. I'll keep bacon fat to fry something else in, you know. Yeah, you're quite right. As long, yeah. as, the fat, as, long as the fat's crispy, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I know, none of that flimsy, oh, insipid fat. Has to, yeah. has to be palatable at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> very cool. Also, talking of sweeteners, I do not like stevia, and it's in everything. Yeah, 
<laughs> and I, like, I, I, I got sent some um, paleo uh, protein powder to try. Yes. Uh, and it was incredible what they were putting in it. I really liked all the ingredients. But then they shoved a shed load of stevia into each one. And I just, it just, ugh, yeah, it doesn't yeah. work. Some people like the taste. I, I don't. Um, and I, I yeah. so personally, because I stripped all the sugar out of my diet, I, I you know, I find strawberries too sweet these days. Mm. Oh, yes. Um, so anything artificial really massively tastes artificial now. Um, I remember about a few months after I started paleo and had, had, really hadn't had any refined sugar for quite a while. And I was in the supermarket with the boys, and they caught me at a weak moment. They went, Mummy, please, can we have those chocolate mousses? And I was like, all right. You know, it's like the easiest thing they'd asked for, and I'd said no to the other 79s. I was like, yeah, all right. Yeah. And they had chocolate mousse. And um, they went, Mummy, try it, try it. I was like, no, nah, no. Nah. And I tried it, and it literally just felt like plastic and sugar. It's the only way I can describe it. My taste oh, yeah. has changed beyond all recognition. Mm-hmm. It's scary how your brain is... Um, programmed with the amount of sugar and carbs you have in it to want more of that level of sweetness mm-hmm. um, and it's amazing how quickly you can actually change that yeah i have a bit of a story like that as well i don't think i've talked about it before i went to a meditation class and we were focusing on the senses yeah and we, and we were on the the taste week and she gave us one tiny little square of cadbury's chocolate just your ordinary purple one um and we had to eat it really slowly and just close our eyes and really savor the taste or whatever and i was like i can't i can't even eat this i took one tiny wee bit and it was absolutely (laughs) disgusting to me and i know people are listening to this probably going you're crazy what is wrong with you i I mean i was a complete chocolate cake addict and you know the thought of going into a cafe and not having cake never entered my mind i had to have cake whereas now (laughs) 99 times out of 100 I'll go into a cafe and I'll look at the cakes because they're there and they look appealing yeah and I just look at them and go no nah. and I honestly never in a million years thought I would ever say no to cake I know. Um, and you, but again you, it's amazing how you can retrain your brain yeah, yeah and, I, and I'm sure people think why are you depriving yourself just enjoy the cake but you perhaps you will not even enjoy the cake and that's the point you know you've got yeah that's the point you get to the point where you're like actually this you know either tastes plastic or it just tastes so sweet that yeah. actually it's not enjoyable <laughs> sweet uh, plastic cake. Not, you know i mean equally i don't i don't attempt to be a social pariah so if i'm around a friend's house and there's birthday cake i'll have a piece yeah. it might be a small piece but i'll have a piece you know and sometimes yeah. i might enjoy it depends how sweet it is well you this know. is true but yeah yeah depends if there's stevia in it or not <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> or stevia however you want to pronounce i'll have yeah very cool so you mentioned uh your boys there um you have yeah. three boys is that right that's right yep. yeah they're very cute i have seen them <laughs> ah, thank you. so you mentioned them having chocolate mousse do mm. they predominantly eat paleo and do you find that challenging you know if they're going to a party do you get all anxious about what's going to happen that sort of thing once i transitioned into a paleo lifestyle i i thought long and hard about what to do with the kids and again i thought do i bring them up as strict paleo and i thoroughly admire any that do um and then I just, no, because then they'll never be able to join in and have a school lunch. You know, I think they're horrible, but if they want to have them once in a while, it's up to them. Yeah. Um, you know, and then, yeah, like you say, parties and that sort of thing. I thought, I don't want to be the one turning up with their own little special box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're not allowed to have all the stuff their friends are having. Um, the difference is we just don't have a lot of that at home. Yeah. So 
I'm, I'm not a super strict mum, don't get me wrong, there is chocolate in the house, there are crisps in the house, there are some snack bars in the house, but they just don't get to eat them all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, very much in moderation. They know that their go-to if they're hungry is to go have a piece of fruit or to go get some carrot sticks and hummus or something like that out of the, out of the fridge. So um, I've just, I've educated them to make as good a choice as they can make. Yeah, um, brilliant. And they generally do, to be honest. You know, we don't have fizzy drinks at home. So mm-hmm. if we go out for a meal and they want to have a glass of Coke, I will let them have a glass of Coke. Yeah. They actually don't choose it anymore now because they find it too sweet. Um, quite <laughs> yeah. interesting. Uh, yeah. So, I, you know, they, they certainly, if you ask them, they certainly don't feel deprived. Um, they're very educated. You know, if they look at a plate of food, they can generally identify what their carbs and protein and fats are. You know, and they understand the need for not having too many carbs relatively um, or being pickier about what kinds of carbs they do have um, you know and my eldest two you know they're 11 and 9 and I just like I said earlier knowledge is power mm. and that's my hope for them I, I, I personally just feel the stricter I get with them the more um, they will rebel of course um, especially during their teen years so I've just tried to educate them and make them paleo by stealth without them even really realizing it um, and it, it seems to work, you know, they will have great appetites, they eat really well, and touch wood, you know, they yeah. don't really, many, they never get anything seriously wrong with them. Mm-hmm. I think the danger today is there's no such thing as a treat, it's just there all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If I think yeah. back to my childhood, you know, if my mum bought me sweets, it was like, oh, look, I've got sweets today, you know, it was like, it was definitely a surprise yeah. and a treat, she would leave them on my bed when I came home from school, and that was not every single day, not a chance. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, uh, fizzy drinks only came out at birthday parties, I think, and it was like very little as well. Whereas if you're in the supermarket today and you look in the average trolley in the queue in front of you at the checkout, you get a bit, I don't know about you, but I get a bit scared because it will just be full of beige frozen food. Yeah. There's not anything green. It's full of Coke and then crisps and, and sweets. You know, and, and like I said, it's not to say that any of that wouldn't appear in my trolley at times. It does. Mm-hmm. Um, when that's the only thing that they're buying all week, it, yeah, it scares me. I, I've got to be honest, it does scare me. And with uh, Easter coming up, it's like, how many eggs did you get? <laughs> it's not just, yeah, here's well, one the egg. They've already got two each, you know, we're even at Easter, they've already had two each, you know. Um, yeah. And, you know, so they get to have a bit of it each day rather than having the whole thing. And um, I don't buy them any eggs because they get enough from grandparents and family and, and, and that yeah. kind of thing. Um, and I try and encourage family to buy smaller ones at least, um, or healthier ones, yeah. you know. Um, I mean, you can now get some decent raw chocolate um, eggs and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, if you've never tried, there's a, there's a raw chocolate company out there called Coco Caravan, right. and they do raw um, mini chocolate caramel Easter eggs. Oh, they nice. are the best thing ever. <laughs> Coco Caravan, did you say? To say that, that's just genuinely from my heart. I yeah. love them. And if anybody wants to be my best friend, that's what I would like for Easter. Co- Thank you. Coco Caravan, did you say? Coco Caravan, it's called. Yeah, C-O-C-O I'm just, Caravan. I'm just writing Fantastic. out all these things. Their, their chocolate's phenomenal. Absolutely Very love good. it. I can't even imagine tasting a cream egg today. Oh, I even thought they were sweet back in the day, so now I would probably just reject <laughs> Yeah, I just, no, it just doesn't appeal. Whereas for years and years and years, every time I pop into the local shop around Easter, I buy one. Yeah. Whereas now I just look at it and think, nah. That inside is just, <laughs> give yeah. me a sore head. Yeah. yeah. I think once you start understanding how many teaspoons of sugar go into food, and that's something else I've tried to teach with the boys. Yeah. Um, you know, if they want a bowl of cereal, they can have it, but they have the ones with very low sugar in, not very often. And they understand about portion size as well, mm-hmm. um, because otherwise you can have more than your daily recommended daily amount of sugar just in your, at your breakfast, you know, which is just insanity. Yeah, dessert for breakfast. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. 
So, moving it up a gear, as I, as I mentioned, you have created the UK Paleo Awards. Yay! Uh, Fantastic. Yeah, I didn't yeah. have enough to do already. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sure you were involved in a few late nights. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, for people listening, how would you describe the Paleo Awards, if they don't know? Uh, so, it, it, it's a national health awards. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, they're the hardest health awards to win because the eligibility criteria to enter them is very, very strict. Um, I've developed sort of an ultimate paleo guide of what is and what isn't paleo. Um, so, anything that's got grain, uh, dairy, legumes, re- um, refined sugar, uh, E numbers, additives, preservatives, none of that is allowed. Yeah. Uh, so, it's really you know so it's much tougher than free from awards and, and that kind of thing in terms of being able to actually even enter it right. and I just because of because I built up the healthy perspective website to the point where I had over 500 paleo or paleo friendly suppliers bloggers that kind of thing on there yeah. I just thought well actually we've reached a critical mass here in the UK now where actually we can really celebrate the people that are really pushing forward how we eat mm-hmm. uh, and so yeah paleo awards was born from that and I genuinely hand on heart last year. Um, I remember when I put the voting live, I thought to myself, if I get 500 votes, I'd be so happy. Yeah. And 10,000 votes later, I was completely blown away. Um, and I think it really just shows the interest in it within the UK. Whether you call how you live paleo or not, mm-hmm. the ethos of a paleo life is an appealing thing to a, a growing number of people. And even since last year, the number of businesses and bloggers has grown by 50%. Yeah, just in a year, you know, so there's so much interest out there. So, and again, you can cut the awards so many different ways. I was trying to work out what categories to have and that kind of thing. Basically, it breaks down to we have blogger categories, recipe categories, mm-hmm. um, and then we have um, food and drink categories. So best paleo friendly chocolate drink, um, snack bar, yeah. uh, workout product that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have best paleo-friendly restaurant or cafe, mm-hmm. um, a few new categories this year, which I'll keep quite apart for now. Oh, yes. um, so we have an overall outstanding contribution to the UK Paleo Award, which last year was won by Daryl Edwards um, of Primal Play. Very oh, well yes. It was too. Um, so that's kind of the top award for whoever uh, the judges feel in the UK is really pushing forward mm-hmm. uh, the profile of, of paleo in the UK and beyond. And can people enter right now for the second year? Not quite yet, no. Um, the awards open on the 23rd of April next month um, till the end of May. Um, and then judging will take place between June and August. And then the winners will be announced in September. Um, and yeah, I can't believe it's the second year already. Um, yeah, it's, it, takes an, it takes literally hundreds and hundreds of hours of work. Um, but I absolutely love doing it. And it was what blew me away last year is when I um, announced the winners. Mm-hmm. I was so sort of stressed about making sure that I announced all the winners right and said all the right things. Yeah. I kind of forgot that people were winning stuff. And so I was blown away by the response of people on social media and sending emails and messages and phone calls like, oh my God, I can't believe I won. It's amazing. Wow, this is going to make such a difference to me. Awesome. And it, uh, honestly, it was the most humbling, lovely response ever. It really, really was. Um, it certainly motivated me to do it again this year and carry it on into the future. Yeah, Obviously, you know, I thought long and hard about the word paleo, whether to call it the paleo mm-hmm, or whether mm-hmm. to call it something else. Yeah. Uh, but I thought actually if I call it anything else, I can't put the strict paleo rules on it. And I yeah. wanted strict paleo rules on it for a reason to make these the toughest, cleanest, healthiest awards out there. Yeah. Uh, but it may be that I start to pull into you know, some keto categories next year and that kind of thing. So there's plenty of room for growth and that sort of thing. Just evolve it with how people in the UK are 
of being yeah. healthy, I guess. Yeah, oh, it's very exciting. I love it. And do you, yeah. do you plan on having an actual event, you know, somewhere? Yeah. Uh, last year we did it all online. Yeah. Um, didn't want to buy to more than I could chew. Um, there's certainly enough interest this year. I think reality is I might not do an awards evening, but after the awards are announced, I will probably do a celebration evening for the winners and the runners-up. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. Um, and the sponsors, either in Birmingham or London. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's early days in the planning at the moment. Um, yeah. But yeah, it will be lovely to be able to bring everybody together like that. I mean, a lot of people, as you know, a lot of people in the paleo community know each other already, but mm-hmm. a lot of that's online. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's actually met each other. So it would be great to help continue to uh, yeah build build audience i would love to actually go to that and then you would just sort of recognize people and kind of feel Absolutely. that yeah. oh i know you i know you who's who? yeah, yeah. Like who's, who's who of the paleo world yeah. very much so very cool well good luck with the rest of that i am very you. excited for you yeah. <laughs> i'll keep my eye on it and share it lots as well myself so i don't want to keep it too long jan one more thing i see you had one top tip today a jan nugget that you can incorporate or people can incorporate in order to build a better body could you give us one stroke two thing? Um, I, th- I think my advice would be, you know, we've talked a lot about food today. You know, it's been a very foodie-based chat, which is often the way with, with paleo. Yeah. But the other thing I really loved about paleo was that it went way beyond food and did look at the entire lifestyle. Yeah. So for me, it is about food, but it's equally about exercise. It's equally about stress management, and it's equally about sleep. Yeah. And it's really about getting those four areas of your life operating as well as you can whilst accepting we lead busy crazy lives you know i'm a single number three you know i drop balls like like, the next person um but i'm more conscious of those four areas of my life and i'm constantly striving to try and improve those four areas of my life so that i can work at my most optimum be the best mum and be the best businesswoman that i can be Um, and to be around for as long as humanly possible for my kids. So I would just say to people, because often people go, well, I'll change their diet, but they won't do any exercise. Mm-hmm. Or they'll do some exercise, but they'll still eat crap every day. Yeah. Um, and all they'll just completely neglect the fact that they're stressed beyond belief, dealing with really high anxiety and aren't getting any sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, if any of those four corners of your health aren't working very well, you will know about it. And it won't matter how much good food you're eating or how much good exercise you're doing or how you're managing your stress. If you're not sleeping, your body will still fall apart on you. It's as simple as that. Exactly. So really just respecting your body in its entirety and looking beyond food and exercise. Wonderful. That couldn't have put it better myself. Yeah, well, one tried. <laughs> I see a lot of people really go hard at the gym after having no sleep and I just scream, go and please just go yeah. and rest and go, yeah. go and lie down. Yeah, they're just doing more damage than, than, than good, but they think they're helping themselves. And um, yeah, it's, it's scary. Well, that is awesome. Where's the best place, Jan, to, to connect with you on the web? Uh, so the UK Paleo Awards website is ukpaleoawards.co.uk and on um, social media it's at UK Paleo Awards everywhere mm-hmm. um, on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Um, Healthy Perspective is healthyperspective.co. Um, I'm on Twitter is Jan Minahane and everywhere else usually is Healthy Perspective. So um, if you search for Jan Paleo UK, you're probably going to find me pretty easily, I thought. So. Yeah, I'll put uh, links to all of that in the show notes as well anyway. Brilliant. I'd like Thanks. to do my good links. There's nothing worse than going to a podcast and there's no links. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, you know we're, we're busy. We don't have time to go search for stuff. We're lazy <laughs> and we're busy. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Jan. I, I really enjoyed that. It flew in. Yeah, I went really quick. Thank yeah. you very much. Remember, if you have any questions, you can send them along to info at karamcintock.co.uk 
And if you want to review the show on iTunes, I would love it as well. And if you want to support the show, head on over to carmenclintock.co.uk forward slash support. Mm-hmm.